Stress today and auditing in the bar, and that is a really crazy stress. <laughs> what did she mean? What's wrong with you? Because I was just venting, and you mean after I left the trunks? Oh god, that was horrible. And Anita's over here, and then I'm just the frustration of all that going on. I don't know, among other things, among my um, Kristen, my landlady's daughter slash landlady, asked me to print this eviction notice well we're not happy and you're not fixing it so we're not going to pay rent so they think that's just going to be okay and they're going to get their way very entitled very entitled yeah like has anybody ever heard of that i'm just not happy with my apartment so i'm just not going to pay my rent i know this at my age that if you're really unhappy i did this once in my lifetime i went and paid my rent at the bank and put it in escrow and then legally your rent is paid. They can't evict you. They can't do anything. And then they have so much time to fix the problem or the issue. No, not these guys. They just decided we're not paying rent because this neighbor needs to go and he's trouble. Until you fix it, we're not paying rent. Oh, Ooh. So, Ooh. so you're saying if you put your rent money in some kind of a holding account? It's free to go to the bank and put your rent in an escrow. It used to be anyways. I'm pretty sure it's probably the same. And your landlord can't? Right. Evict you because you theoretically paid it, but it's in a holding account? But, I mean, you have to have a reason why. Like, if you know you there's a hole in your ceiling and they haven't fixed it yet, well, I'm not going to pay my rent, but I'll pay it here. You don't get it until you fix the problem. No. You've never heard of that? No. That's oh. a, Well, I guess I've never been a deadbeat um, renter. You not pay so, your rent? No. So, anyways. Well, I guess they can say anything they want to. They're right? being evicted. This is a lot. The last couple of weeks on top of Halloween and Pride and... Uh, so what's the rundown on, or the tea on Pride? It was really just... It's become so routine. I mean, the only thing different this year was being on that big stage on Saturday night. That was a lot of fun, but it was an hour. And then, you know, you came to the Hyatt on Sunday. It's just so routine after five years now that it's, like, almost just brainless. It doesn't take much for me to... Yeah, but, you know, one of the things that... and. I don't know, maybe I'm I'm sounding elitist about this or whatever, because I know that there's a difference between being a drag queen and being a drag entertainer, in my mind. And in my mind, there's a difference between just wanting to dress up and get on a stage because you can and being a bona fide drag entertainer. So, you know, like tonight when we were at Trunks and, you know, Treadmill was talking about how it was such a hectic weekend. It was such a busy weekend because of pride and, you know, this, the stage and all the rest of that. And I looked around and certain drag queens who just dress up and they're just not drag performers are going, it was exhausting. It was awful. It was tiring. They're, they're acting like they're big movie stars or whatever. And, (laughs) and it's kind of like, okay, I'm a big movie star around town and I'm exhausted because of all the energy that I had. And I'm sitting there thinking, you're just a man who decides I want to put a dress on and look a certain way and go out. And because I walk around Palm Springs and, you know, in drag, 
a lot of the time and get to be up on the stage, it's exhausting for me to get up there and do it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Does it sound like I'm bitching well, about some, something? Some of that has to do with age. Think about it. But then some of it is just, um, it was exhausting to me, but I'm not complaining. But it was because I had Halloween show, Halloween show, Halloween show. And actually, Pride wasn't that exhausting. Well, but see, but, but I... I did two shows. One on Saturday, one well, number. On Sunday, two numbers. So actually, I'm, I figured it out how to actually take it kind of easy and still make my money and not have to... But that's your profession. Do you right. see the distinction I'm making? That's oh, your prof- your that's your profession. You need to be at chill to do these things. You need to work on the audit. You need to conduct your show at Hyatt and book the the queens to be in the show and all the rest of that stuff. That's your profession. These other queens are just it's just a hobby. If it's even that, for lack of that other word to describe it, I don't know. Do what they're doing. It's almost as if to me they're just taking it way too. Well, a lot of them are seriously. Yeah, they're just <laughs> they're just taking it over the top in that. Oh my God, I'm such a celebrity. This is my life now. Yeah, it was exhausting for Pride, and it was exhausting for Halloween. Well, you know, guess what? Halloween is when you dress up. All you right. did was put on a costume and go out and be there for Halloween. I think a lot of things bothered me about this whole thing. You know that I can't stand Halloween. And you know that I can't stand, for lack of a better way to put it, the unique people who go out on Pride or Halloween. And it's like Treadmill asked another drag queen tonight who's, you know, going, you know, different places. places, Well, not going places, but performing at different places. Oh, where are you going to be? What are you going to do? It's kind of like, now you're making this one... A star. Do you see what... She's making them a star? Oh, by perpetuating them? Yeah. You mean? Yeah. All you decided to do was put on a dress and go out. And I understand that. And I'm not complaining well, about that. There's more work to it than just putting on a dress. I mean, come on. You know that as well. But then again, I could put on a dress and learn to do my makeup. Does that automatically make me a... Oh my God. You'd be the biggest star in town if you did. Ugh. I'm doing it. <laughs> Well, then uh, then I guess therein lies the issue because I don't feel the need to do this. And like we said in the in the last podcast, or I said, you could swing, swing a, chicken. a chicken and hit a drag queen. When does it just stop? Do I sound like a bitter shrink? And then don't get me started on the people who come to the show who are audience members and bring their own food and beverages and sit there and chomp away on their... This is our bitch. I mean, this is the, this understand. is our bitch bitch session version of the podcast. If maybe you're diabetic or something, and you maybe need to, you're not diabetic. Or a few weeks ago, you need to order Domino Pizza <laughs> to have it delivered, and then eat it while the show's going on. Who does that? And then don't even get me started on that tall old queen who came in in the shortest mini skirt that there could possibly be. Okay, you, hold on. I, I have to correct you. Not, that wasn't a queen. Okay, well, I'm talking queen in... Well, not drag queen. Not drag queen, no. A complete man in a mini skirt. In a mini skirt. And you know what Some it... Mary Jane's. But you know what it reminded me of? What's that song that... Um, Harper Valley PTA. <laughs> you know, coming to school in a... The mother coming to the school in the a mini skirt. Just too tight. That, and too short. The guy even 
when he had to sit down, he had to hold it, he had to hold it because we were going to see everything he had between his legs pop out. The shirt was skirt was so short. I mean, you wore shorts that short, but that's different. Those are shorts. And they also closing off your butt and something. <laughs> but they also had a um, liner in them. You don't follow. Yeah, that holds all the junk in. So and he I don't wa- know what that is. And he wasn't attractive in Never any way. Never seen him in there. Never. And mother asked me, "Who's that?" <laughs> anyway, we're gonna stop and take a commercial break, and we'll be back in a few. And God only knows if we're gonna talk about more poop stories. This episode is brought to you by Pyromedia Network. Pyromedia Network is a progressive moving platform to give a voice to those who feel don't have one. PMN's core mission is to provide a safe and positive creative space for creatives to flourish to their highest potential. For more information, please visit www.pyromedianetwork.com. Let me think, what else disgruntled me? That, oh, it, that, they're that's... just trying to ride on other people's coattails to try to... It just somewhere or be somebody or get noticed. It just sort of seems like a sense of entitlement, like you were talking about my neighbors with your yeah your your old queen neighbors, and then we've got sunflower seed bringing her her beverages and everything, and she even has the nerve to ask for a glass with ice in it so she can pour her own stuff in there. I was I was almost ready to tell the bartenders the next time she asked for. Because this is the this is the law or the rule or the whatever retro room. Somebody cannot come in. With an outside beverage. People will tell me, oh, it's just water. It's okay. Sorry, but you're going to have to get rid of it before you come. I don't even think legally. Because you know what? You know why? She could have that little ice bottle with her own liquor poured in it. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. So really, it's illegal. Because it's just tacky. It's not necessary. Well, but you can't afford to buy a bottle of water behind that bar. What are you doing? Yeah. Or eat your sunflower seeds at home before you come. There's a reason, like... Anita and Cadillac started providing snacks and whatever on the tables. Yeah, I know. But they're not good enough. Really. I know, I know. And did she, tacky. didn't you also tell me that it's illegal in a bar to not wear shoes? That's isn't, insurance. Isn't that a liability issue? Well, of course. Well, the performer that did it tonight? Of course, that's what I'm saying to you. I don't know what that was about. Does it make sense to have a country western singer come out and do two country western songs with no shoes on. You would think yes, that's uh, when you put but... yeah, but then that's where you put boots on. And then then he comes out Broadway and he put boots on. Yeah, and then he's doing a, a Susan Boyle number with we boots on. Boots. But you've scolded me before at Retro Room where I've taken my shoes off. I learned that at Hunters. The security was on it like white on rice. Some drunk girl and she takes her heel. No, ma'am, you gotta put your shoes on. I, I saw that like crazy. But does it does make sense? I mean, if somebody spills a glass or I'm thinking it's an insurance thing. It, it does sound like a liability thing. Yeah, and you cut yourself, then you're gonna try to say the bar. God, there was broken glass. It's your fault. I would think that should. I don't know if it's a law or if it's just a. Well, I would. If I stepped on broken glass, I purpose. would say something, especially at retro room. But I mean, at a bar like Retro Room, where they have they have the lights on and you can see, it's different than like at Chill or Hunters, where the lights are lower, you know, in a dance club or something, True. where, you know, you have a, the potential for a lot more damage and things like that. You know what? I guess I'm just, maybe, maybe this, pa- I was thinking when they were saying about how 
everybody was exhausted from, you know, the last couple of weekends like Halloween and Pride. Maybe I'm just exhausted from it as well. You know, all this nonsense of all these... Are you feeling snarky? Yeah. You were just saying something tonight about your mood lately, or, oh, in my mood, or... Well, no, I was saying treadmill was in a mood, but... You said that, but you said something about yourself, too. Well, but the moral... Or funk or something you were saying. Yeah. Well, the moral to the story is, is that even a shrink can be in a mood or have gripes or something like that. Sure. We're all human. You know, what's interesting to me is like, okay, so going back to the shrink thing... It seems like I really do believe that the time change, what is it called, daylight savings time, is really having an effect on a lot of people. Have you heard of of SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder? I suffer from that. And it does affect my mood. And it does when it's dark at 5 o'clock in the evening. And I'm sitting here thinking, wow, even the show at Trunk starts at 8 what am I going to do until then? It's just dark. And it seems like all I want to do is just get in my jammies and just sit and watch TV and slurp on my wine and, and not really do anything. And it's like the middle of the day. And I've had a lot of clients who have all of a sudden started feeling these effects and they don't understand about seasonal affective disorder. See, I, it's it, the lack it of light. It affects me a little bit, but I, it's, I'm aware of it. I just, I, hate, I just say that I hate it. That they, we voted against it. You know this, right? They said it's, we got to wait till 2020. Who said that? We, California's not going to do it anymore. I know California, I know we voted for We're it last year to get away with and then it. And it's going to stay. Oh, well, then that's the way it should be. In the spring. We never, stay. but then again, we should never have fallen behind just the it's other week. with a calendar or thing to make it, that's. I, I saw some, some article or the reason why or something. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's a Midwest thing. You know why? Because of harvesting and crops and yeah, of course, like, yeah. I, I, I know. I know it was for. The, I knew it was for the farmers and everything. But right. if it's a Midwest thing, that does that's not us. Right. So why subject us to it? I have a client who lives in California and in Arizona, and Arizona apparently had to do some, I, I don't even understand Arizona, but when it was 2.30 here, it was 3.30 there. It's so the, hour. I thought it was two hours. Arizona. No, one. Just one? Except when, when we go through this daylight saving time, when we fall back, then it's that hour. But when we don't fall back, then we're the same time. That means they don't change. They don't change at all. That's right. But see, then he's asking me, well, can can you see so I can stay on my schedule? Can you see me at one thirty? And it's like in my mind, no, because I don't get up until two, because I stay up until four thirty in the morning. But but do you see? I guess the moral to my story is is that it's affecting so many people's lives by doing this, and it's so unnecessary. You know what I try to do it, and I never succeed but i'll do this for a couple weeks when this happens and then just fall back i try to go to bed earlier so i get up earlier and then i feel like i have a longer day it doesn't affect me as much but i usually don't i can't usually do it long enough because i just feel frustrated but i've been doing it so far like i got i woke up at 7:45 today and then was like in the morning and i turned on my coffee pot and i lay back down yeah. 
people actually exist at that time of day. The sun's coming up and it's coming in my blinds and it'll kind of... What do you do at 8.15 in the morning? I get up and have coffee, turn on my phone and start checking emails and then I'll play a game and then I... You're not bored? Then I think about, oh, I don't have the lineup yet for this Sunday. So I sit and the girls are going to be in the show and then I... Usually by 10 or 11, I'm talking to Anya. Really? I can't imagine. Let's try. I wonder, uh, this is just a fluke. If you really wanted to just see what it was like, you could flip it for yourself. Because you have that flexibility. You're your own boss. No, I have the flexibility, but... just totally... I'm a night person. I'm a night person. Yeah, I don't like the daytime. But if you shifted your schedule by three hours... So that you wouldn't feel that it was getting dark because your day's already... So at 5 o'clock, you're ready to sit and you're done and you can get in your jammies and watch TV. But that means you have to get up earlier and have clients earlier. Yeah. And you I'm know not, what I mean? I'm, okay, so there, okay, so there's a psychological... Just a psychological... No, it makes... It, suggestion. And what you're saying... What you're saying makes sense. But now you have to factor in my anxiety. Well, that's why I'm asking. My anxiety is higher during the daytime. And as it gets later in the day, it subsides even more. So I don't live for the day. The only thing that keeps me honest, and I've shared this with my clients before as well, during the day, is the fact that I have clients. Otherwise, more than likely, I would stay in bed because of my anxiety. And I would stay up until all hours of the night, like I do. I don't go to bed until... 4.30 in the morning. And even then, I have to make myself go to bed at 4.30 in the morning. the sun's going to come up in about two hours now. Yeah. going to bed at 4.30. Yeah. Because I could stay up until 6 in the morning and then go... come up? No. You would. Well, I would go to bed before the sun came up because I'm a vampire, remember? I mean, I, I feel like a vampire. That's the way my schedule is. But I don't have my anxiety in the evening and into the early morning. It's the anxiety is in the daytime. And I'll tell you why I think... It does have to do... Some of that is with your inbreded routine, right? You know where you know where it comes from. Because you could flip it if you were really determined to flip it. I could flip it. But I'm not saying you need to or you want to or you're even interested in it. I just think it's interesting. So, well, it's interesting from one standpoint. Have you ever heard of the concept of neuroplasticity? Brought that up before. Yes. In, in a session. Okay. My brain is wired to associate waking up in the morning with anxiety. And the reason where I learned that, or the place that I learned that, was when I worked 9 to 5, when I worked at UCOP. I had to get up in the morning around 7.30 in the morning or 8 o'clock. I pushed it to get into work between 9 and 10. I was supposed to be there at 9, but I would push it. Because just the thought of tr- of having to get out of bed created anxiety for me. Because the good part of the day, I wanted to jump out of my skin because of the anxiety. And granted, that was before the medication kicked in, but I had to suffer through that for at least 6 to 8 weeks. And so during that 6 to 8 week period of time, I dreaded having to get up in the morning because I knew that's when my anxiety was going to start. I had to deal with it through the entire day. When I got home from work, the anxiety would start to subside, like around 5 or 6 in the evening. And I would think, thank God, 
this is my time. This is my time that I can relax. I don't have to try to find things to do to take my mind off of the anxiety. So based on the neuroplasticity, don't you see how I wired my brain around the association of anxiety with daytime and the association with the lack of anxiety during the, during the dark, dark time. And I've been stuck in that groove. But I can tell you too, even now when I get up at two in the afternoon, I start getting the anxiety that I have to get up, but I've trained my brain. If all I do is kick my legs over the side of the bed when the alarm goes off, when Alexa goes off, Oh, did you hear her? She's not sure. When the alarm goes off, I kick my feet over the side of the bed and I just get up. And this this may sound strange. I don't just get up. I go and find Lulu, my dog. And she jumps back in the bed with me and I pet her and it sort of calms my anxiety down because that's one of my coping strategies. And she'll only stay in the bed for a minute or two. But then we get up. Because in my brain, I've, con- I, I've trained my brain to know once you get out of bed, you've already learned that everything is going to be fine. There isn't anything to be anxious about. You've proven that to yourself over and over again. And that's the association that I've made. Throw your legs over the side of the bed. You've proven to yourself that everything will be fine. Now, there's a wrinkle in that. You bring Miss Kitty over on Tuesday. Miss Kitty is a good sleeper. So when, and she has trained her brain, she knows the alarm sound. So she will sleep perfectly fine. I can move around and all that. She doesn't get disgruntled or anything. She'll move with me and she'll stay there. But the minute the alarm goes off, I look up. She looks at me. I go, yes, it's time to get up. And she'll come up and start licking my face and all that. And we could just lie for the longest time because she'll just be happy to stay there. Lulu doesn't want to stay in the bed for more than a minute or two. So Miss Kitty is kind of a bad influence on me. She'll keep me there a little bit longer. I've been doing that a lot with her more lately. Usually it'll be like a Wednesday night because I just feel like she gets overload here. So I don't want to take her home and then her have nothing. But I, I didn't even tell you what she did last week. And I hope everybody knows who Miss Kitty is. Miss Kitty is <laughs> is Jason's dog. So I take her home. I told you I transitioned back to sleeping in my bed. I haven't been sleeping on the couch for several weeks. Well, that's good. And so I let her do that with me. Exact same routine. She'll just kind of be looking at me when I wake up. And then I'm like, good morning. And she'll do that too. And I roll over. What a shit. Didn't oh. even get out of the bed to do it on the floor. She did it. She knows that much not to leave the bed because I tell her. So she had a shit right there on the bed. Well, right in the middle of my back. You went. <laughs> well, that's your fault. But I wasn't even. The old me would have not beat her, but raised my voice and got pretty angry. And I just kept... Oh my God, I love you for not pooping on the floor, but now we got to work on this. What did you do? You know, she does this anyways. <laughs> not raising my voice, but she knows when she's being scolded. And that was lovely. Rolling over right in it. 
Well, she knows too, like when she comes over here, the first thing that she does after you leave, she goes in my room and poops on my carpet. I'm sure if she needs to go in the middle of the night, she's sitting with you. She can probably gets down and does oh, it. Oh, she gets does. Right back yeah. in there. No, she never. But she won't leave that bed with me. She knows she's not supposed to. So she couldn't hold it. So she pooped her Well, <laughs> you know what? I blame oh, you for it. Because she gets up and comes back to bed and, and gets back up. I, I don't know what she's doing. Well, sometimes I know that she's pooped on the floor. What a lovely conversation we're having here. But I know that she's pooped on the floor. That reminds me of the conversation that we had. Remember, I was watching Shark Tank when they had that plop, was, we pl- plop star. And then we started talking about poopery and all that stuff. Mother's a, the dog's poop doesn't stink. Miss Kitty's poop stinks. I'll tell you that right now. Maybe Lulu's Especially poop. when you roll over in it. Well, you stepped in it in my... Okay, that is gross enough. But on my bare skin, I roll over on my back. Oh, wow. God. You're the one who's trained her to stay in the bed. And I At least blah, 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 whatever. I put her outside and then I just had to get in the shower. I wasn't even going to try to wipe that off of me. I'm like, let me just get in the shower real quick. God love her. She's such a little shit. Well, <laughs> no pun intended. But, but if she doesn't know what to do, why don't you let her get out of the bed? Because she won't. She doesn't get. She won't poop on those pants anymore. She'll pee on them. She won't poop on it. You're her spoiled. She knows she just comes and she just behaves. I don't beat her. I raise my voice when she does something wrong. But I mean, just like if I'm on the couch for three hours watching TV. She wants to be on me and looking at me. I mean, and I know she does that with you, but she doesn't. So I guess I'm like her gunkle, her gay uncle. She gets she gets away with it. Well, she does. (laughs) So I think I I think that that is. I'm not saying she's afraid of you. And you probably don't yell at her ever. No, I don't. She. I know for a fact that whoever had her before me, it's big noise and loud things that scare her. Like yesterday, she was sitting on her chair on the patio. I'm doing my thing over here, whatever, and I have this trellis. Well, Kristen will come by and just like sometimes or something. We both jumped out of our skin because it was, you know, Miss Kitty's here. It was just up here. Ah! She like jumped at that because it just scared the shit out of her. And then in turn, it scares the shit out of Kristen jumped back from the fence. Well, she shouldn't be peeping in your yard anyway. Tell her to mind her own business. But anyway, so I'm saying like when I tell her, no, stop. She not, and she listens when I say no. Well, she does that with me too. What what do you have to tell her no about? Barking. You don't tell her no, don't poop. No, I let her poop. That's why she does that. (laughs) But it is. Well, and the great thing about it is too, is when she poops. I make her, I have some discipline with her. You don't. Anything, well, mother, is... well, you know, mother goes in there and makes my bed for me and stuff, and she actually just picks up the poop. So it's no skin off my nose that Miss Kitty goes in there and poops. <laughs> you have that's to. That's also a rug. It's not in your carpet. It's not. Well, that's true. Leaving odor, unless you step in it and smush it into the car into the rug like you did before. One time. Well, Thank God. Well, and then I had to go in there and clean it up. But you're right. I don't scold her or anything like that. She just goes in there. I know she's going to poop. Can't. And I mean, Scott has always just told me, and I don't know if there's realness to this or not, because he has small dogs too. He says, small dogs have small brains and they need to be 
I don't. I don't think that's true. It's really difficult to potty train them. No, I don't think that's true. I don't know where he gets that from. I figure. uh, From what I've read, and I think it's true, is that it depends on the breed of the dog. Like Lulu is a Maltese. She should be very smart. Maltese are are, yeah. Maltese are very smart. Purebred. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but is she really smart? Yeah, Lulu's extremely smart, and she's not full Maltese. She's a little terrier in there. Um, but she's pretty much Maltese, and Maltese are really smart. Like well, Lulu, Scott thinks that Miss Kitty has a Chihuahua brain. Yeah, she does. And well, <laughs> she's my mo- very Chihuahua. Well, my like, mother's dog Wiener is not the my, Wiener on the on the block either. Bite. That's totally what Miss Kitty's at, what she is. The way she gets really gruff and barks when somebody knocks at the door, but then you open it and she runs and hides. Yeah. <laughs> Or she'll be sitting here she's on the couch with me, me. and then she'll me. she'll start barking, and then I'll look at her. Shut up, choke. Cow, or like I'm getting ready to slap just, her or something. She just knows what no means for me. I know. And once in a while, if she really seriously on the patio won't stop, with every time she hears the gate, it's the little huh. uh, yeah. I, the most I do is take the fly swatter and I <sighs> touch her butt with it. I don't smack it. I say stop like this. Much. No. Well, she doesn't get that out of me. I just give her the look and then she stops. And I really, now I'm understanding it. Like when I, if she does poop in my room and I go and get a paper towel to clean it up. She cowers. No, she runs under my bed because she's, she thinks that I'm going to beat her like you do. I don't beat her when she poops. Well. I'm talking about when she's barking and I say no and she'll still, and I say no. I just do this on her butt with the fly swatter. It doesn't hurt her. It's well, just... her little pin brain probably. Lulu. That's no just... worse than putting a shot collar on Lulu. It it worked. <laughs> well, I'm sure that hurts a lot more than a tap on the butt with a fly swatter. No, it it's not supposed to. But now, years I later, you, after I you gave need it, to she'll... put it on and see what it feels like before you put it on your dog. No, I can't find it now. <laughs> But now with Lulu, I'll just say, when she starts barking, go get your collar, and then she'll just... I've heard you say it. And she'll run in the other room. <laughs> or you say, do you want to put the collar on? Yeah, right, I know. <laughs> oh my god, dog talk 101. Well, no, I think you need to name this <laughs> the session Poopery or something like that. All right, I'm hanging up now. We only really need a... Thanks. Okay, so that brings up another pe- another pet peeve of mine, and I think this is probably what the name of the segment's going to be. So is you guys, pet it doesn't peeve. take much. Like you said, yeah, it doesn't. And 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 this brings to mind our lovely Ethelina Can. Ethelina, can't we have Halloween and Thanksgiving before we have to start worrying about Christmas? No, we can't. That's another question. She is Sandy Claus. <laughs> well, but don't we get the chance to have a Thanksgiving meal? She posted something on Facebook the other day about beard lights. You know, lights that you put in your beard for Christmas. I saw that. And I posted her back. I said, can't we have men with beards with mashed potatoes and gravy in their beards before we actually have to worry about Christmas? And then I saw this meme on Facebook, and it was um, a picture of Sophia from the Golden Girls. Um, And she was saying, picture it, 1952 or something. Sicily. Sicily, 1952, where we actually had Thanksgiving 
before we celebrated Christmas. And it's true. We se- we should celebrate Christmas or start celebrating in December. December 1st is my birthday. That's when at least mother and I know that's when we start putting the Christmas tree up. So I don't understand why we can't. Do you I, want to go to Athlete's Christmas show? When is it? In November before Thanksgiving? No, it's in December. Well, I don't know. It's at Moxie. Oh, it, it's not. A, it's not at the Sunday brunch. No, it's a whole different. Oh yeah. It's at Lena's Christmas show. Yeah, I'll go, and if you want to pay for it Wednesday. for my birthday, that would be, no, that would be good. But I drove when I went to Vaughn's the other night, last night, as a matter of fact. When I was leaving, I looked in there. They've got a Christmas tree in the Christmas tree um, section selling stuff on already. On November first, they took the Halloween stuff out of Walmart, and the Christmas was up. What about? Pictures of pilgrims. I mean, you gotta understand, Thanksgiving isn't huge. It's more just like a... I love it. Nobody decorates their house for Thanksgiving. Except my neighbors upstairs. I mean, if you're going to do harvest, that can be Halloween and Thanksgiving and all that. That's what we used to do. The old, la- the old lady who lives upstairs in the thing over here, she will decorate for Scooby-Doo Day. And there may not even be a Scooby-Doo Day, but she's got a decoration to put out there for every single holiday saint swithin's day she's got up a, a decoration for that as well there actually is a saint swithin's day mm. i mean that you know like they say when hell freezes over it's kind of like a euphemism like it's never going to happen or when pigs fly well back in the day we would say um yeah that'll happen on saint swithin's day or something just joking that that will never happen until all of a sudden it was discovered there's a Saint Sw- it's a I don't think it's it's not our holiday but it's like a Canadian holiday or it's another country's holiday obviously it's not ours because I've never heard of it and just so you'll know for the next segment I will look it up and let you all know when Saint Swithin's Day is so you can celebrate it like the old woman who lives upstairs I love when you have a statement you look at the t- computer like the people <laughs> well, I'm talking to them. It's like when they say, talk to the camera. Like, he looks at you guys more than he looks at me. He's talking. Well, I, oh, now you sound like mother. Mark, why don't you talk to me? I see you every single day. Wait, when you go out, you talk to your friends. Yes, because I only see them once a week. And we actually have something new to talk about. We see each other every day. You know everything that's going on. Well, no, I don't. The only way that I can find out what's going on in your life is to sit and listen to you and Jason talk on Friday night at Trunks or at Sunday brunch. I go, well, then, okay. At least you're getting the scoop now, right? We can let her sit here and record sometime. Oh, that would be something. Like when you were talking to her. Facebook Live. When are we going to do that? Oh, yeah. That Facebook Live thing would be good. I think people want to see that. I think we're doing that. I think we should do a holiday one. Well, we can discuss that later. That means you have to wear a button-down shirt. No, it does not. <laughs> Just because Nancy Sue wants me to wear a button-down shirt doesn't mean that it's going to happen. But by the FYI, we are going to take we have to take some pictures Sunday because my brother was. I needed this three weeks ago. There was Halloween, and then we didn't have a show for Pride, and then you don't. You can wear anything you freaking want to wear. Of course. And there's no. Okay. Are we done? I want to get in my jammies and watch TV. 
Until next time, I'll vlog. See you around like a ring in a tub. And running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running.